Welcome to the Cost is Courage podcast. Being a human is hard, and courage is required to do it well. Whether you need a champion or a coach, we've got you covered. I'm Lisa Baker. And I'm Melissa Dyer. And we're so glad you're here. Hey, so welcome to episode 17. Today, we're going to talk about the courage to feel. All the feelings. And I think when I first brought this up, you're like, what are we going to talk about? I was like, <laughs> there will be plenty. Yes. <laughs> there will be plenty. Courage to feel. It's, I think it's so foundational that we just don't even realize like that it's a thing that needs yes. so much courage. Yes. And so, you know, I think we should start out by just talking about what are the feelings that we're working on right now. Well, I love you have this like little wheel thing because you're all therapisty and all that. And it it looks like, you know, when I'm going to paint the house and I go over to the. You're choosing paint colors. The Home Depot. And I'm like, oh, look at all the beautiful colors. Which one do I like? Of course, you know. I would like to say now in one house, I did have like a Merlot colored powdered room, mm-hmm. which I started to paint before primer. And it looked like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then we actually had to call somebody in. But anyway, I digress. Are you trying to avoid talking <laughs> about your feelings? But what I love is you have this beautiful little color wheel with all the emotions. And I said to you, I said, what I've been working on. And working on in a way that it's something I'm pursuing or I know I have a desire for more of, it's trusting. Mm -hmm. And you said that's in the lane of happy Mm -hmm. and intimacy Mm -hmm. and sensitivity. And sensitivity. And I'm like, yes, these are all the things and how helpful it is to have vocabulary around it, which is why you have this wheel in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I will share a link to the wheel of emotions so that you can all use it as well. And we'll talk about it a little bit um, later, but yes, it's very helpful to be able to put words to your emotions. You know, we experience everyone in the world is born experiencing the same six basic human emotions, yes. which are sad, mad, glad, scared, surprised, and disgust. Yes. And then each of those breaks down into lots of different um, emotions. And so for me, I feel like the one that I'm working on, I would say is like just, it shows up as defensiveness. Uh And that kind of comes from, you know, anytime maybe feel embarrassed or criticized or like I've done something wrong um, where I feel like I've disappointed in some way or... Um, feeling, you know, rejected or, or um, insecure about something. Right. And to then like the, that feeling of like defensiveness, that protective feeling pops up and yes. it's not so productive in relationships. Yeah. I so, think any times our, anytime our security is challenged, we need to definitely investigate that. So, so I think it's, you know, it's clear to me at least why feeling requires courage because a lot of feelings are really hard. Yeah. They're really scary. 
they're really uncomfortable. Yes. And I have written uh, a lot about the courage to feel your pain and mm-hmm. how much courage that takes. And I, I know that I'm about to say something and I know you are going to piggyback on that. So I'm going to lay you up okay. for the statement that you're ready to make, but I would frame it because I'm not a therapist as it takes so much courage to feel your pain because that's a negative emotion. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> there you go. So Yeah. So there's not really any good or bad feelings, positive or negative feelings, you know, and that's, that's hard even for me because even like when I was in graduate school and we're doing all this research, you know, we talk about positive affect and negative affect and, you know, and I think that they're positive and negative is maybe a better, like, cause there's not, as long as there's no judgment, that's the important part Yes. in the way that you talk about your feelings, as long as you're taking judgment out of it, that's why we don't use good and bad because okay. there are no bad feelings. Because that would be very subjective. Okay, we're not, we don't judge our feelings, you know, and there's no like how you should feel about something. Correct. There's only how you do feel about something, yes. but we tend to get really judgmental with ourselves and critical with ourselves and judgy and critical of other people if we feel like they're not feeling the right way. Yes, or our way. <laughs> right. Which, <laughs> which is very would be often the right way. <laughs> which is very often what it is. Or we feel guilty about how we feel because we feel like, you know, we're not having the proper feelings. Because we've turned the feeling faucet off. You know, or just because feelings are messy. Feelings yes. feelings are messy. They are not neat and clean. And we would be so much more comfortable if they were neat and clean, but they are not, you know? And so we very often feel completely opposite types of feelings all at the same time or a whole slew of feelings all at the same time. Yes. I don't like that. You know, I was just talking to someone who um, lost a loved one um, and, you know, it, it just, it comes up a lot, especially in grief. That, you know, I think that's one of the hardest times to have mixed feelings. You know, that people feel so guilty if they feel relieved right. that somebody died. You know, and it's like it that's not that's not bad. It's not wrong. You know, it's normal to feel relief or, you know, even even joy. And but we we have this like sense of what we should feel and what's okay and what's appropriate and no banish do not like yes and one of my least favorite like more modern things is positive vibes only no reject completely do not like (laughs) my mat my welcome mat literally says good vibes only coming into my house i will scuff my feet extra hard on it the next time i come over no, we've got enough bad vibes in here. <laughs> you don't, you can't bring yours. You know that. Well, when we set that as the attitude, it's like we're we're restricting our experience, the experience of other people. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone who won't let me talk about the hard things right, that yeah. are going on, or that will only accept the happy side of my nature. You know, that like if I'm having a grumpy day, then we can't be friends because, you know, yes, there's not room for the full range of 
human feelings. Of Lisa. Yeah. I'm a whole lot of person, man. I accept. <laughs> I expect acceptance. <laughs> well, and we used to have this conversation. Chris and I used to have this conversation a lot about when people say, how are you doing? Oh, yeah. Don't tell them how you're really doing. They only want to hear. Fine. They're just, it's just an opener. They didn't really mean. Right. How are you? Right. I mean, then not everybody deserves to know how you really are anyway. True. Like that's. A and sometimes, um, you know, you're still in process. So maybe you can hold back for a while also. You're fleshing that out for yourself. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is, it is kind of frustrating that that is our like social. Yeah. It's our culture. It's just kind of the pattern norm. that we do. Um, but yeah, don't actually get too much into it. But again, like I think that also just comes to like, you want to have a relationship with someone if you're going to reveal vulnerable yes. things to them. Um, but yeah, so I think we got derailed a little bit from like why feeling requires courage is that there's a lot of feelings that are scary, unpleasant. Yes. Unpleasant, I think is perfect word if we can't say positive or negative. Hemming <laughs> <laughs> me in yeah, so, on the language here. You know, so we, we might avoid, try to avoid feeling yes. things that are uncomfortable. You know, so whether, I mean, the, the phenomenon of ghosting in relationships has a lot to do with avoidance of an awkward conversation where you just disappear from a dating relationship or a friendship because you don't want to have some difficult conversation about, so you just like you just disappear. Stop texting. Stop calling. Stop answering. Oh, because oh, that's right. You haven't been in the you haven't been in the dating world for like in a very long time. Five trillion decades. It feels like. Yeah, and so I mean, there's there's a lot of ways that we avoid. So straight. And what up. happens? And so things happen like paint. It you have the feelings, whether you want to share them or not, whether you want to experience them like connect with them internally but they go somewhere like I know personally they'll get stored in your body they mm -hmm. they will push mm -hmm. themselves somewhere they will be stored somewhere mm -hmm. until they get some attention yep it's feelings, not possible feelings do not go anywhere keep sweeping them under the rug. But as with regular rugs, eventually it comes spilling out the other side and you usually don't have any control over how that happens. And so whether you find yourself bursting into tears at weird moments right. or you develop some bad habit that helps you. The coping, like you know, coping with those drench, drench it mm -hmm. in whatever, you know, I mean, all, all kinds of, all kinds of things, all kinds of coping. You know, and then the ways that we avoid, it can be straight up avoidance, doing things to numb, you know, a lot of substance right. use, emotional eating, um, yes, distraction. They're there. It doesn't matter if we want to accept that or not. It's a reality. They're there. And it does take courage to turn around and face them and investigate, mm -hmm. explore, decide, okay, I'm going to open the door to you and we're going to go through, we're going to talk about this. You're going to have a conversation mm -hmm. and get to know your feelings mm -hmm. because 
the truth is the more you know your feelings, the more you can work with your feelings so that you're not boxed in mm-hmm. yeah. to wherever you are, which is probably not a good place if, right. if you've cut them off. You want right. to cut them off. Because if you're not willing to feel the full spectrum of human emotion, like every emotion that you refuse to feel, like makes the box you live in smaller. Yeah. And if you only keep the comfortable emotions in that box, then your box is really small. You know, and I know I went through a big season of challenging my feelings when after I got divorced and um, realized like my desire to not like embarrass myself or not like do things that I'm not good at or whatever had made my life much smaller than I ever intended it to be and decided that I was just going to throw off all of that and just put myself out there like kind of a maniac, but you know, it, it really, it really worked for one um, where I feel like my life is much more wide open and, And I feel much more confident and secure and comfortable, you know, in like my tolerance for the emotions that I previously found difficult has gone way up. Yes. You know, and I feel like that's something I'm very passionate about is um, helping people increase their kind of what I would call like distress tolerance. Mm -hmm. Is their tolerance for hard feelings. Yes. Yeah. Having process for the last couple of years, some very hard feelings and painful feelings. Um, I think one of the things I really noticed, so when we're talking about cutting off and I kept on being like, I don't have time to invest in how long it's going to take me to process what I need to process feeling wise. So it, my body stored to the point where my physical pain was so intense that I didn't have a choice. It was kind of stopping me in my tracks. And I'm like, okay, then I'll go through all these feelings. And what I realized is because I hadn't processed all of the negative emotions I had accrued, I couldn't even access like memories that had positive emotions associated to them even if I was experiencing something um, that would cause me to experience a positive emotion now in my current, it's like I couldn't even get there to the level I needed to. Everything was stymied because Mm -hmm. I hadn't fully processed the negative emotions because again, I guess they're all, you know, they're all interconnected. Right. One, if you turn the lights, you know, light switches on or off people. You can't just. (laughs) Well, and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize is that you, you don't get to selectively numb. You don't get to say, I'm only going to avoid the ugly ones and keep the comfy ones. You know, you do end up restricting both ends of the range. Yes. Yes. Not good. I mean, we don't want to curtail amazing experiences and the emotions that come with those Mm -hmm. because these are the things that we, that carry us, you know, carry us through. 
So we definitely want, don't want to turn those off. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, it also just feels, I know to me it feels so risky and dangerous to cut off certain feelings because, I mean, I firmly believe that they're given to us for a reason that we're created as emotional yes. beings and that they are vital signs and signals, you know, that help us in yes. our lives, like that show us places that we need to grow where something is going wrong and needs to be made right. Um, you know, and it's, it's hard work and it's scary work, but that it's really important if you want to get to a place of like kind of wholehearted living and experience, you know, maximum potential, maximum joy, maximum depth in your relationships and intimacy. Right. You have to be willing to, you know, have difficult conversations yes. and say difficult things and kind of, I mean, if you're going to grow or learn any kind of skill, like you need to be willing to kind of be awful at it for a while and the right. discomfort of the struggle to improve and which would require courage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Pretty much anything that's going to be hard is going to require courage. Mm -hmm. You know, and the willing to the willingness to turn towards and feel and sit with yes. uncomfortable feelings definitely requires a lot of courage. Now I do want to also throw in here as a therapist, a bit of a, just a caveat you know, that if you have experienced trauma and find, you know, emotions to be overwhelming, feeling very flooded, you know, getting frozen, you know, paralyzed when, yes. you know, when you're overtaken by emotions, that this is definitely, you know, the things that we're talking about, a lot of it you should undertake, you know, with the help of a professional, right. you know, and... Um, one of my specialties is working with people with a trauma history. Um, and because it is so overwhelming to feel all the feelings, especially if you're trying to process something terrible that has right. happened to you, that those are actually the people, it's the hardest for them to actually stay in therapy because it's so scary and it's so overwhelming. And so we always have to do a lot of work in laying the groundwork for why this is important and why we're doing this, the, mm -hmm. what the benefits are of working through um, some of those yes. hard feelings, but that, yeah, definitely needs to be done, you know, with, with help. Yes. Because it can be overwhelming. So I did want to say that too. Yeah. And I think if you've, if you know that you've gotten to a place where you've developed some kind of coping mechanism so that you're not experiencing and you want to come out of that, that's probably a good opportunity to maybe be with someone else because you need to, to learn a new way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. New ways to cope. So I thought we close with just some, some things, some things that you can do. Yes, I always love, what can I do? Yeah. So, you know, I think like we were saying before, you know, accepting that all feelings have value. You know, yes. there's not good or bad feelings and that they're here to tell you something. Right. You know, and so get curious about your feelings and not judgmental. So if you hear, you know, you know what your judgmental thoughts about your own feelings, what they might sound like, be right. on the lookout for those and kind of 
learn to replace them with curiosity. Yes, not you know, that, the shoulds. Right. That you're here to investigate, you know, why why do I feel this way right now? Right. You know, and having self-compassion for the process. You yes. Know, how you feel is always valid. Um, you know, and practice naming what you feel. Which I love because I love the color wheel. Yes. And so which, we will put a link to yes. the wheel because it's very, I use it with a lot of my clients. It's very helpful in just. Especially when they're becoming more nuanced and mm-hmm. it, it will help you. It can help you in action because you can say, well, if I want to feel this more, what do I then need to pursue? Mm-hmm. You know, or if I want to, why am I feeling this way so frequently? What's going on? You know, I, I definitely appreciate when we can put language yeah. to things. We, that's how we communicate. Mm-hmm. We can have all the feelings we want. If we don't have language for that, mm-hmm. it's really hard to get yeah. our basic needs met. Mm-hmm. And you being, know, being able to name it, you know, yeah. I think is the beginning of having some sense of control and the ability to regulate it and understand right. it and, and make changes, you know, and then taking some time to also think about, you know, how you avoid feelings so that you can be on the lookout for your own behavior as well. You know, do you tend to change the subject when something gets too difficult? Mm-hmm. Do you try to get the attention off of yourself? Do you stop calling a certain person when, you know, like, and do you kind of peace out of relationships when mm-hmm. things get too difficult you know, what does it look like for you? And, um, you know, finding ways to practice sitting with feelings as they come. And sometimes I think a lot of this work you can only do after the fact, like in the moment might still be too hard. Like my goal with people always is, you know, that you get faster and better at afterwards, like doing a analysis at the end of the day, like how did I feel at different moments today? But eventually you get faster and faster at that. And you start being able to do it in the moment right. and putting it into words in the moment, which is very helpful. And then you can even start like kind of preempting yourself. Like you can see like a, a problem coming and you can apply some strategies yes. to make things better, you know, before you end up in a situation where like for myself, example, like I'm finding myself being defensive. So that's a thing I want to be able to stop ahead of time. And so recognizing like eh, the criticism is here or like, I'm feeling like this. So like, let me not pick up defensiveness. Right. Where, what I think is that when you're able to get to that point and have a conversation with yourself and know yourself well and deal with those things and you're seeing the growth, that's a very encouraging place to be. Mm-hmm. And it makes you want to do it a little bit more. Yeah. Cause there's always, something that can be right well and like for me in the next thing that requires courage yeah like even for me in this particular example like I know that it's improving my relationships if I can be less defensive that's improving my relationship especially my marriage like that's what I want so you know it's it's worth it pretty much everything that requires courage is worth it yes Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Cost is Courage. 
Being a human is hard, and to do it well, it's going to cost some courage. If you enjoyed this episode, one way you can tell us is by writing us a review. That would mean so much to us. And be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Thursday. And don't forget to check out the show notes for resources, tips, and other fun surprises. Bye for now.